Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Between the Shadows. This is Kristen. This is Kara. Thank you so much for joining us. We're back after a week off, and this is going to be an exciting one. We get to talk about Barnabas Collins. The arrival. The arrival. All right. Uh, last week, we wrapped up the beginning, uh, talked about Jason McGuire and the arrival of Willie Loomis, mm-hmm. and beginning of Jason's blackmail on Elizabeth Stoddard. And yeah found out that his blackmail has to do with Liz murdering her husband 18 years ago. But the next story here is the arrival of Mr. Barnabas Collins. Mm -hmm. And Jason's story overlaps into after Barnabas' arrival. and Definitely, that goes right. The conclusion of that and how that turns out. Definitely. So that's still neat. The last thing we talked about... Uh, we we were seeing Willie. He had just gotten his behind kicked by Burke in the bar. And right. now Willie's planning this heist to find the Collins family jewels. Right. And Willie, interested in these family jewels and the history and trying to figure out where the heck they put all of them and stuff. He goes to David and he takes him to the library at Collinwood. And he shows him the oldest ancestors of the family the earliest ancestors of the family and he said you know they're not even photographed it was like photographs of the portraits right right like and he mentions that abigail collins is his great 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 grandmother Mm -hmm. so a lot of generations there (laughs) definitely um and they look at her picture and willie notices and mentions the necklace she's wearing it says um the necklace was supposed to be given to her by her husband But there's a story out there that says it was given to her by pirates along with other jewels. Right, right. And then Willie finds out he's been reading and reading and reading these books, which Mm -hmm. is, first of all, uncharacteristic of Willie Loomis. (laughs) He's been reading in these books and he's finding out that people like Naomi Collins and Abigail Collins, they were buried with their jewelry. There's rumor and legends of that. So, And he's already seen the picture of Barnabas and, you know, Barnabas is wearing all this jewelry in his picture and he's... He's just enamored and mesmerized by this. and Yeah. And I liked something that David told Willie while they were... Because uh, Willie just keeps pushing further on the subject about, you know, the family jewels and where mm-hmm. are they. And, mm-hmm. and David said he doesn't know, but he tells them that they would never do a thing like sell them. Um, right. They thought of their jewels as private and that they meant more than money. Mm-hmm. So they passed them on from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. And um, he knows they still have some of them, but definitely not all of them. Right. Uh, he And that um, one particular ancestor he pointed out, which I believe he was pointing to Naomi, mm-hmm. um, was buried with her jewels. Mm-hmm. And David looked at Willie. He's like, isn't that stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. He just tells him the story. He's like... Isn't that stupid? (laughs) (laughs) But you can tell the wheels are turning in Willie's head. Yeah, and and he's just foaming at the mouth. Definitely. And, I mean, this is one of the most iconic scenes in all of Dark Shadows. We know the story. Willie goes to the graveyard to scope things out, and then he goes back with a bag of tools, and he's planning to break open into these graves. Mm -hmm. And he gets to the, the Collins family tomb, and... There's Joshua and Naomi and Sarah Collins, and he's planning, He, you know, Naomi's the one he's after because he knows Naomi. He's convinced that Naomi was buried with they, her jewels. They for sure know that she was buried with her Definitely. jewels. Definitely. So, yeah. you know, he tries to break into Naomi's tomb and accidentally opens up the secret room of the mausoleum. Mm-hmm. And he goes in there and sees a chain coffin, and he's like, oh, yes, jackpot, here we go. Yeah. You know, and... 
why else would it would be chained, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's convinced that, you know, this, here, here they are. Yeah. And so he grabs his tools. He starts breaking away the chains. You know, mm-hmm. we know the story. And when he opens up the coffin, his manic smile just turns, like, contorts into this terrified, shaking expression. And a hand pops up and closes around his throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, every time I see it, it just, oh, it gives me... I love it. It never gets old. Makes me giddy just it's, a little bit. I love it. <laughs> so, Jonathan Frid, he was chosen as Barnabas Collins. Mm-hmm. We, we we know the man. He's he's our favorite. We get, you know, he's he is Barnabas Collins. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Frid was formerly a Shakespearean actor who was on his way to the West to kind of pursue an acting teacher career. Mm-hmm. And... The way it goes, he says he barely made it into his apartment when the phone rang, and it was his agent that told him of this short-term role, and that would provide him with some extra cash to help him on his move. Right. And when what they were talking about, that short-term role, was the 13 weeks that they wanted him to come on and play Barnabas. Right. They gave Dan Curtis 13 more weeks because he went to ABC. ABC was like, we're going to cancel. you got to pick it up. Yeah. And they gave him 26 more weeks. So 13 of those weeks was Laura. Right. That's when uh, when Laura came into the story. They had four of the the 13 weeks we discussed during Laura's episode. Right. Um, left to go. They only had four weeks left. And after the Laura saga, they were renewed for the 13 more weeks. And that was Barnabas. Right. So and Dan Curtis was ready to go for broke when they he's like I'm ready to bring on a vampire let's do this right and they said short term and um, Dan had mentioned in the Masters of Dark Shadows um, documentary Amazon Mm -hmm. Amazon um, (laughs) he had said that he had planned to write him out by killing him off somehow right that it was just going to be short term the 13 weeks just to boost ratings and right and they weren't sure how they were going to top it yeah you know we were bringing on a vampire this is huge and it it changed it changed the show mm-hmm. it changed tv mm-hmm. and it just blew up like like dynamite and um they weren't sure how they were going to top it you yeah. know and it's like what do we do to top a vampire but jonathan frid stayed on and the vampire stayed on right. for the rest of the show now of course we know that barnabas collins wasn't always a vampire right. on the show but his character and it just seemed like there was always a vampire on the show even if it wasn't barnabas right <laughs> Right, so. and it was funny because Jonathan, you know, at the end of those 13 weeks, he was like, I, I guess I'm getting canned here soon and everything. Mm-hmm. And one day he comes to, um, Dan came to Jonathan with um, a stack of papers, they said. Jonathan was just thinking he's done because, yep. you know, it's the end of the run. And Dan said, no, these are all fan letters. Like, there's a million fan letters, and how could you get rid of them after that? Right, and I, I guess the fan mail got so big that they actually had to hire a company to answer to, the fan it, mail. Yes. Oh I mean, God. that's how big this thing blew up, and he was only supposed to be on for 13 weeks. He was getting ready to go be a teacher out west, mm-hmm. and he ended up being a vampire for four or five more years of the show lasted. Right. And it just, it's it's incredible. But, I mean, watching the show, like, watching from the beginning and then watching Into Barnabas, it, it it's obvious why. I mean, the yeah. show was good. Yeah. I mean, I can understand how it was dragging a little bit because it's a soap opera and it's it, it's nothing that nobody's seen before. But then they brought on a phoenix and they brought on ghosts and now they have a vampire. Mm-hmm. What's the show going to do next? You know, right. everybody was just, it, they were intrigued, you know. Right. It was going to be 13 weeks of a vampire and then they would be on to the next topic right wherever whatever it was you know right so we so that's how the that's how barnabas collins opens and you know the most iconic scene and i think in all of dark shadows yeah so willie goes missing and 
His things mysteriously vanish from his room, and Barnabas shows up at Collinwood, introducing himself as a cousin from England. (laughs) And he's got his back to the camera the whole time and doesn't turn around until he tells Mrs. Johnson to let Elizabeth know that his name is Barnabas Collins. And then he turns his face around and it's the very same one and the man of the, you know, the man in the portrait with all the jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) You may tell her it's Barnabas Collins. Barnabas Collins. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh god. I'm sorry. I'm so giddy about this. I love this part in Dark Shadows. It just it all turned around and it was all smooth sailing from here, I feel like. But <laughs> but Elizabeth is she's quite taken by Barnabas. You know, she urges Barnabas to come around Collinwood as often as he can. And I think that this just it had to be a breath of fresh air for Liz. Yeah. She's got Roger who's kind of a dirtbag and he's not honorable and he's not a very stand-up guy and he just fessed up to killing a man 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and letting another man take the blame for it and bribing another man to keep his mouth shut about it you know this is her brother he is a collins by name Mm -hmm. and then we have barnabas yeah and she comments that barnabas is what a true collins should be Mm -hmm. he's proper and courteous and well-spoken and honorable and very wealthy yeah and she even wants to know if he has plans to marry anytime soon after he tells her that he's the last of his family. There is nobody else. Yeah. And which was absolutely true. He just omitted when the rest of his family actually died out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't stay very long. He only wanted to quote unquote pay his respects, but he does get to meet Vicky before he goes and he says this thing that I love that I've been wanting to bring up but we weren't talking about Barnabas yet Mm -hmm. Um, he says do you let them call you Vicky when your name is Victoria the name Victoria is so beautiful to me I couldn't possibly surrender a syllable of it (laughs) and then he tells them that he's a romantic and not to pay attention to him and he even bows to them as he walks out of the room (laughs) and Vicky says he's almost courtly and he definitely carried himself like a rich man from the 1700s if you ask me yeah only thing different about him is that he's in a modern day suit yeah you know (laughs) yeah so after he leaves collinwood he goes down to the old house where david's playing and looks around longingly you know Mm. just taking in the scenery again after Mm -hmm. so long and we don't see barnabas again for a few episodes after that yeah Uh, we get more of the blackmail from jason instead right it continues Um, yeah he keeps asking for money and liz keeps giving it to him and uh, for the fear of her secret coming to light, because she's just not ready to fess up just yet. She, she hasn't been pushed that far yet. Right. And I think I think that was, at this point, I, I think it was more for Carolyn's sake than anything else. I think she was like, you know what, I'm ready to take the consequences, but I'm not ready to... I'm not ready to know what Carolyn's going to have to say about it, you know, right. how it's going to affect her. So there's this scene, like, right after Carolyn finds them in the drawing room arguing, but Liz claims that they're not arguing, you know. And, and Carolyn Carolyn goes off to the Blue Well after hearing her mother and Jason argue about what we don't know, and Carolyn keeps on hearing pieces of these fights but can't get any answers from either one of them. Yeah. And she goes off to the Blue Well, and Burke wants to talk to her, and he sits her down and apologizes for hurting her, and... She admits that she was in love with him, and she knew that he was using her, but it hoped somewhere underneath it all he really cared for her. Yeah. In the way that she cared for him. In the following episode, we see Vicky going down to the old house looking for David, of course. Of course. And the door slams, and she can't seem to get it open. You know, the door, the front door is stuck, and Barnabas shows up behind her and apologizes for scaring her. This is the next time we see Barnabas. Yeah. He's, he's still at the old house, you know, and... 
hanging he, around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he shows up. He shows up and, sca- and apologizes for scaring her. And he goes over to the door and opens it right up. <laughs> it's all in the wrist. It's all in the wrist. It, it requires some <laughs> technique. And they have a long talk about the old house. And they compare him to the Egyptian pyramids and, and the way that the house will last forever. And Barnabas reminisces about quote-unquote stories he yeah. heard about the house. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells her... In a way, you can compare the old house to the pyramids. Mm-hmm. Both were built to support an ego and perpetuate a memory, but both merely survived as an architectural piece. Yeah. And he tells her of how the house was built and where the pieces came from. He knows every single little detail about the house. And they just buy the story that he grew up on stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I my ancestor, I've never been here, but my 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 family and my my elders told me about this house. And right. And up until now. When Barnabas is telling that to Vicky, up until now, the only thing we know about the old house really is that it's deserted and Josette's ghost hangs out there. Yeah, that's and all da- we know it's David's it. playground. Yeah, David goes there to play and that's hang out with his ghost really friends. So when Barnabas was telling Vicky that, it's like he just painted this perfect picture. Yeah, like you could see it, like you the could house see it brand when, new. When it was brand new, right? And, in, right in the 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 peak of its time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Which was why I was so excited when he was like, Liz, I want, I, Elizabeth, I want to live there. I, I want to restore this I house. I want to restore it. To and, its former glory. Yeah, <laughs> Is that and, what it was? Yeah, his, his, his former glory. <laughs> its former glory. <laughs> I can't talk like they do. No, no, no. <laughs> but who else could have done it? You know, but yeah. a man who lived there in the time that it was, you yeah. know. Jonathan Fred was just, he was just wonderful as Barnabas Collins. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, we mentioned, we mentioned before that, you know, they didn't want someone who looked like the typical vampire. Yeah. You know, they didn't want someone who looked like Dracula or, or Bella Lugosi. They wanted someone who was blonde and someone who just didn't look like a vampire, but they brought on Jonathan Frid, who kind of looked like he could be a vampire, but he just, he fit. He was yeah. Barnabas and Collins. And he wasn't trying to really <laughs> portray anybody else in his role. He was just trying to make it something that was him and original. Right. And just something that hasn't been brought to the table yet. Right. In a vampire subject. Right. I guess. And and this is something that we brought up too before. He he was a little bit awkward when he first came yeah. on because he's used to acting on the stage, you know, and not in front of a camera. But Barnabas Collins just came out of a coffin and he's awkward too, you know. Right. He he's bowing to women and kissing their hand when he says hello, you know, and he's a man from the seventeen hundreds. So he's just jumped into nineteen sixty six here and he doesn't know what the the only thing he knows about nineteen sixty six is that his original family home is still standing and yeah. that's what he knows. Yeah. And I kinda think that that's why he's kind of hanging out there because he doesn't really know anything else about the age, really. He's yeah. kind of learning as it goes. So Barnabas is awkward, and so is Jonathan. So they're kind of growing together, the actor and the character. Right. I, just, I think exactly. it was perfect. It was so perfect. Exactly it. But. And during those 13 weeks, that's when Jonathan discovered for himself that he was dyslexic. Yeah, learning the lines. And yeah. learning his lines. And he realized with all like his TV spots that he had to do in between the lines he had to memorize for every day. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of dialogue. Definitely. That's when he learned he had a little bit of dyslexia. A lot of intricate dialogue, you know, and he's telling these stories that happened at the old house. Mm-hmm. Barnabas doesn't know about the time. 
he tells the stories he knows which are the stories from when he was alive and before he became a vampire. Right. Like, all these stories that he's telling, it's not after he became, he became a vampire. It was all before. Yeah. You know, the, the father and the son hurling words at each other. You know, this was all before he became a vampire. So this, these are the stories he's telling. Yeah. Because he doesn't know any stories from now. But he played, you know, so this is how I expected Barnabas to be. I expected mm-hmm. him to be awkward, you mm-hmm. know. So it, it just, it fits so well. And he tells the story about how the old house saw hatred and yeah. how a father and son hurled words at each other on the stairs and words that would lead to the death of the son. And then he chuckles and repeats the death. And then he just lets out this sinister laugh, like mm-hmm. one we've never heard before on this show and one we won't hear again from Barnabas. I don't yeah. think we ever hear that kind, of, that, that kind of thing from him again. Yeah. This is one of my favorite scenes from this beginning series of Barnabas, you know. So Barnabas walks Vicky back to Collinwood after their little talk and history lesson mm-hmm. <laughs> at the old house. That's when he gets to meet Carolyn and Roger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barnabas and Roger go off to the study to chat, and Vicky asks Carolyn what she thinks of him, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vicky comments that he has a vivid imagination, how he was explaining the house and the conversations that happened in the house, and the family members who lived there, and of course his ability to get the stuck door of the old house open, mm-hmm. just like that. Mm-hmm. Vicky says she got the impression that he had lived there before and had done it many times before. Yeah. Like he knew exactly where he was at. And Carolyn, she's like, he's just European. He's from the European branch. Oh <laughs> Here she is again. He's just, he's charming. If he hadn't been a family member, I kind of feel like Carolyn would have jumped on him. Oh but just, just, just my opinion. <laughs> I, I don't base that on anything except what I've seen from her in previous episodes. <laughs> but um, so in the next episode, we see Burke and Maggie sitting there having a drink at the Blue Whale. And they're waiting on Joe. Joe is very late. <laughs> and yeah. Jason McGuire walks in and he looks around and we can only assume that he's looking for Willie. Willie's mm. still missing. Yes. No one has seen him since he got his butt handed to him by Burke and Burke wants to know where Willie's gone and Jason, he just doesn't know. He's got this money that he got from Liz to give to him to get out of town and he's looking for him. Yeah. And Jason thinks that he still must be in town because Willie didn't have any money and he knew that Jason was going to give him some. And Burke tells him that if Willie shows back up, he'll make trouble for him and then Jason leaves the bar. Yeah. Joe finally shows up for their date and looking disturbed or upset about something and he tells him that he went out for a visit to his uncle's farm a few miles out of town and they had been out all day looking for this lost calf that his uncle had that went missing and his uncle doesn't lose livestock and takes very special care of the young livestock and the police found the the calf and it was dead and all the blood had been drained out but he wasn't injured in any way but the calf died as a result of the loss of blood yeah and there was no blood in the whole area, and the blood looks like it had been expertly drained. There's mm-hmm. two little puncture marks on mm-hmm. the throat. <laughs> yeah. So that's our first indication that something's going on. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, Willie drags himself into the blue well. Like, doesn't saunter in, doesn't walk in. He literally is dragging himself inside the bar. Mm-hmm. This is the first we've seen of him since the secret room in the mausoleum. He's looking pale and sickly, and he's quiet and withdrawn and not at all like himself. We have seen what's happened. We we know. Well, 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 we know his encounter after he got his butt kicked at the bar. Right. So to them, again, like you said, that was the last time they saw him. But the last time we saw him, so... We still need to see what really happened in the room. Like, all we know is that he got choked out. (laughs) Right. All all we saw was that hand around his throat. We don't know what happened otherwise. We still don't technically know. Right. 
the vampire in Barnabas yet. Right. And so he shows up and everybody's kind of like, oh, crap, you know? Yeah. And Bert goes over to him and is like, okay, well, I'll kick his butt again if I gotta, you mm-hmm. know? He go, Bert goes over to him and he's, you know, he's ready to square off and Willie begs him just to leave him alone and that he promises he won't make any trouble for anyone. And Bert tells Jason there's something wrong with Willie and he needs to go to a doctor. He's shaking like a leaf. Jason tells Willie that he's been looking for him for days and wants to know where he's been and what he's been doing. But Willie will not talk about it. He just won't. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Like can't stop shaking long enough to even take a sip out of his drink. Yeah. And I just, I feel like Jason was just incredibly rude and short with him now i know that this is the first they've seen of willie since he got his butt kicked Mm -hmm. and they're they're expecting willie to be making trouble and all this and he's been a character and a half since he first came on the scene and he's caused so much trouble since he came to town in just a short time in just a short time yeah and i'm not even sure what the stretch of time was i mean for us it was just a you know a day or two maybe three yeah (laughs) but now he's he's clearly sick and troubled and jason just kind of refuses to see that he's just concerned that willie's gonna screw everything up for him and make his whole plan crumble around him Mm. and he tells willie that he knows he was in the graveyard because he found a cigarette butt in the mausoleum Mm -hmm. you know nobody smokes them foreign cigarettes but you you know (laughs) and you've got a bad habit of leaving it on the edge of stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he tries to jason tries to give him the money that he bullied liz out of but willie doesn't want it and he tells jason i'm i'm staying i won't make any trouble but i'm staying yeah and jason notices that there are you know specks of blood on willie's sleeve but again willie doesn't and won't talk about it and Jason forces him to go back to Collinwood and apologize to Liz and all the other people in the house for his shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he gets a glimpse of the picture of Barnabas in the foyer and he just, he, he collapses. Mm-hmm. And uh, they take Willie up to his room so he can rest and Jason and the others, they're questioning whether or not Willie's faking it or if he's actually sick. You know, he gets he gets a lot of visitors in his room. You know, Vicky comes to bring him food. Yeah. Roger comes to check on him. Jason comes to check on him. And my guess is that curiosity draws them there more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jason continues to, to harass Willie and, and, and harangue him. And I cannot believe it was concern for Willie is, that what, is what brought Jason around. I just, I can't. I think it was more concern for himself. Yeah. And that Willie was going to blow his scheme open if exactly. he can't figure out what's happened to him and where he's been since he's been missing. He, yeah. He's worried that whatever Willie was doing is going to screw up what he's doing at Collinwood. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we see the change in Willie. Even after yeah. he gets better, you know, even after he recovers from whatever this illness is, we, we know we know he, he yeah. was bit. You know, even afterwards, he's he's subdued. He's he's quiet. Mm-hmm. He's not. You know, hey, come make me breakfast. Hey, come keep me company. You know, he's he's just Willie. You know, yeah. and even Carolyn comments that it's almost like Willie is a completely different person, and he acts like someone who's lived through a terrible beating, mm-hmm. and that he's quiet and reserved and not at all like the Willie they've known up until this point. And even Carolyn urges Jason to call a doctor, even though Willie has objected to a doctor for fervently. Don't, I'm fine, you know. Yeah. And that night, um, Willie hears the heartbeat pounding and is jittery and uneasy and finally makes a break for the door, mm-hmm. tries to get out of there. And Jason follows him um, after being unable to subdue him. Mm-hmm. He follows him to the graveyard and into the mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Willie ducks into the secret room. Um, so, of course, Jason is, isn't going to find him in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A few seconds later, after he leaves, he's out of sight, Barnabas emerges from the tomb. Yep. Yep. 
Like, so this is, so now we kind of get the idea that, you know, this is where Barnabas is living ish. Are you living in the cemetery? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, he shows up the same night wanting to talk with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Roger offers him a room at Collinwood. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Where are you staying? You should be staying here. This is the family house. You right. Should, you should be staying here. Yeah. <laughs> but Barnabas issues a uh, counter proposal. Yep. And asks Liz would um, if she would consider letting him move into the old house. Yep. Liz and Roger are understandably curious and inquisitive as to why he'd want to move into that house since it's falling apart and practically in ruin. Mm-hmm. Barnabas tells them that he watched his family slowly die off and that he feels like the old house is all that is left of his heritage. And he'll put up all the money to get it in livable condition again. Honestly, I think this was the the perfect suitable starting place for Barnabas, like yeah. we've said before. Yeah. He, you know, he, he, he knows practically nothing about the time he's coming into, and the old house is his family home, and the place he lived when he was alive almost 200 years ago. For the family, it seems reasonable because he seems to be a man who's heavily steeped in the history of the family, and this house is one where his forefathers lived. Mm-hmm. And we know that eventually Liz does agree to let him stay there, and yeah. the rest is history. <laughs> he, you know, he fixes the place, or he starts to fix the place up, and you know, they, he has some visitors, and wow, I can't believe what you've done in here. And he's like, yeah, I've actually been able to move in. Well. Willie goes to work for Barnabas. Yeah. And he's the one who is fixing up the house for Barnabas. You yeah. Know? Barnabas is like the brains behind it all. But Willie's Willie the is the manpower. Yeah, he's the one it. doing all of the this. The manual labor. And Willie, this dirtbag, this creep, this low life, actually has talent. He can fix a place up. Yeah. You know, and he's 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 got and, skill. Yeah, he told Jason he's like, I, I'm really good with my hands and it's it, it shows, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I think they uh, was it Burke or was it Burke? Whoever walked into the old house, and I really have to give it to him. Or maybe it was the girls. Remember when the girls walked in there? Yeah. It's like, I really got to give it to Willie well, or whatever. Right. And this kind of goes into our next story. After after he already moves in and he's in the old house, the next scene is at the coffee shop with, with Maggie. Uh-huh. It's late, and she's getting ready to close up, and Barnabas comes in for a cup of coffee. Uh-huh. And yeah. he sees her, and she is the spitting image of Josette. He's just warmed over with... Yes memories and, yes oh my god so they make small talk because maggie loves talking to people she does it all day and barnabas you know she, she's closing up but you know she's got a heart and she's like you know what let me get you a cup of coffee i, I gotta clean out the last one anyway i got the, cl- the last coffee pot. Yeah. so they chat and chat and barnabas leaves and leaves his cane there <laughs> Because he talk, he's, he talks to Maggie about how his cane is his most prized possession. and How you know. careless of you. <laughs> so, so going on to what you were saying, I think it was Joe who was like, wow, i got to hand it to it. I think it was Joe. It might have been Joe, yeah. Because they, they went to the old house that night because Maggie was like, I don't want to hang on to this thing till morning. This is I, I don't want the responsibility. You're right. So You're right. I think that's what it was. So yeah, so yeah they go up and they comment on it, and it, it looks beautiful, and Willie's done a great job. And, and on that subject, it reminds me of... Uh, house of dark shadows like that big old mansion in the movie compared to that tiny little old house on the set of abc yes (laughs) 
<laughs> but like that big old mansion is like just thinking Willie redoing that whole that, that huge whole mansion. house. And even even in the the revival series with Ben Cross, yeah, the the house that they used for that one, that house was enormous. It was like like the 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 basement where Barnabas's coffin was in mm-hmm. the new series. You know, it had a big old winding staircase and yeah, it was like going down into the depths of hell. <laughs> it really was. It really was, and that's kind of how they made it seem. It was like the hell mouth of the mansion. <laughs> it's true. So. But, but oh God, it was just, it was so beautiful the way that Willie had redone it. And yeah. in the new, in the revival series, you know, they, he was like, yeah, we got like 10 guys working out here and you know, yeah, they had a crew working. working. Yeah. yeah. And it was just to think of, you know, one man doing, Willie doing this all yeah. by himself. He, he got into the wrong calling in life. He should Ooh. not have been conning with Jason. He should oh have been God. doing this all Working for the Collinses. Yeah, totally. And you know Barnabas is paying him well. <laughs> if if not making him his slave, because that's what he is, too. <laughs> but it's probably the latter. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, it keeps him out of trouble. Definitely. So, and he really becomes respectable. Mm-hmm. He re- Willie really becomes... A respectable character mm-hmm. down the road. I loved him. Mm-hmm. I didn't want anything to happen to him. I wanted him to last till the end. Definitely. And there are some things that happened to Willie along the way that you're like, oh my gosh, Willie. I didn't think he was going to survive. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely a, a few a few. After few taking times. those bullets for Barnabas? Yes. See, that's the other thing. I know. We're going to talk about that later. Sorry. Yeah, no, for sure. And and again, you know, 50-year-old spoilers. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. You know, there, there is so much that Willie ends up doing for Barnabas. And even after he's not a vampire anymore, even yes. after even after Barnabas doesn't have any hold over him anymore, Willie is still very faithful to Barnabas. And very he, faithful. Because he knows Barnabas saved his life. Yeah. He took it, but he saved it. He took you know? it, but he saved it. I, I, I think. I think definitely. Yeah. But he wouldn't have lasted much longer with Jason McGuire. No, he, he would have gotten been caught, shot, put in jail. Burke would have beat him to a bloody pulp. But, but I mean, I don't think Burke was past killing him, you know, yeah. if he had to. Yeah. And and who's to say that, you know, somebody else like Burke wouldn't have come along and, and beat his butt so bad that he would have died mm-hmm. from his injuries, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And like you said, taking the bullets for Barnabas when he was, you know. In the taking the beatings from Barnabas when he was definitely dis- defiant, or not defiant, but disobedient. Definitely, or 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 lack Barn- thereof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or as Barnabas puts it, you know, you betrayed me, so he, you know, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so the opening of Barnabas isn't really. It's not too long. It's not too drawn out. You know, he shows up from England, and we get Jonathan Frid, which is incredible, and. Jonathan Frid, outside of Dark Shadows, I think he was a pretty fascinating person, you know. Yeah. And Canadian and, you know, rarely ever left Canada and didn't didn't really move from Canada. Like, he always lived as, in Canada, just moved to different parts. Right. And stayed there. And even went to the conventions every year if health allowed. Definitely. Um, he was there at the like, conventions Like, he every kept year. going until he couldn't anymore. And, yeah. You know, he died right before Tim Burton's film came out. Yeah, and a month before the premiere. That was... Oh, they, was he, they made it to the red carpet premiere. They did, yeah. Um, but before a month before the release date. Yeah. There, there's quotes I saw from Jonathan, you know, over the years. There's quotes about him playing Barnabas and how he felt about it. And I loved what he said. Um, He said, I love to play horror for horror's sake. Inner horror. I mean, I never thought I created fear with the fang business of Barnabas. I always felt foolish doing that part of it. The horror part I like was the lie. 
Mm. And then he goes on to say, it was the particular qualities of playing the character Barnabas Collins that I enjoyed, not simply portraying a vampire. Mm -hmm. As an actor, I have certain instincts and I put them to work. Contrasting qualities are important in any role and can be brought out even when no such qualities are indicated in the script. Mm -hmm. I think it's necessary to create a positive and negative force within a particular character. Mm -hmm. I love to totally submerge myself into a character rather than simply duplicating my own self. Mm. It was the constant changing, the opportunity of going back and forth from good to evil that was so thrilling. I liked that's I, I liked what he had to say about that. And he really did. I think he executed that perfectly. Yeah. You know, because there was times when Barnabas was just downright evil. And then there were times that he was downright reluctant to be a vampire. Mm-hmm. And more mm-hmm. than anything, he was reluctant to be a vampire. He, you know, he said that something that even my own father loathed, you mm-hmm. know. And he just, he didn't enjoy being a vampire. But he was. And because he was a vampire, there were evil characteristics of Barnabas simply because he couldn't help himself. Right. And then when he wasn't a vampire, he was all about defeating the evil. You know, Mm -hmm. if there was another vampire, he was out to destroy him. And when Angelique was at work, he was out to get Angelique. He was out to get Nicholas Blair. And then the whole thing with the Leviathans, you know. And the whole thing with the Leviathans, he turned evil then. I think that was probably the evil I ever, the most evil I, I saw Barnabas. Right. That was a whole other side of Barnabas that we never saw before. No. Even when he was a vampire. And he wasn't a vampire. He was plain all human. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I think Jonathan Frid executed every one of those perfectly. Well, and it was one of the rare opportunities that Jonathan got to act differently. He got yes. to show a different acting side because he wasn't... He was different. You know, yeah. it was just a different attitude from Barnabas yeah. that we had never seen before. He was very cold. Yes. Very standoffish, very rude. <laughs> yeah, he had his own, he had, well, not his own agenda, but he had an agenda that, you know, he... And really, he wasn't even really Barnabas. It, he was like, if I'm wrong, correct me, but it was like he was like possessed by the Leviathan's he was, leader. Yeah. So he, it really wasn't he Barnabas. Was, yeah. He had the mind of really kind of somebody else doing... He was under the power of the Leviathan's. Yes, yes. So, yeah, definitely. So he wasn't even really Barnabas. So, yes, he was, it was just a chance for him to act, act... Uh, literally and figuratively different. Definitely. And, I mean, I think not keeping him on the show as a vampire the whole time was an excellent move because eventually the vampire thing's going to get old. Yeah. And I think having other people play the vampire was pretty genius. Because then there's different facets of Barnabas. Exactly. And it's cool that we're jumping through time in the show throughout the show we're Mm -hmm. jumping through time and we do get a chance to see he gets to go back to being a vampire in some situations because oh they're hopping back another 150 years he was a vampire back then whether he was out of the coffin or not he was a vampire right when they go back to quentin he he goes he goes back and he's back in the coffin because that's where he was yeah and he's like, oh, no, no. It's like, <laughs> let me out, let me out. <laughs> and then he has to learn how to live out as a vampire all over again. All over again. He's got to find someone to house him. And <laughs> he needs a sidekick like Ben or Willie. Right, exactly. He's got to find one every era here. <laughs> yes. And yeah. even in parallel time, when he when yeah. he's a vampire again there, because he's a vampire in his own time. Yeah. And he finds a sidekick there. He finds a, a victim there to, to hide him and hold him. And yeah. 
uh, we got lots to say and we could go on forever about it. But <laughs> I know, I'm like, uh. But that's that's where we are in our story. We are just up to the point where Barnabas has moved into the old house and he's restoring, is restoring it with the what with the help of Willie. And uh, next week we get to talk about his first major decision after moving into the old house, which is kidnapping our Maggie Evans. Yeah, that's right. And he's already met Maggie um, at the diner. Yep. He's already met her. We've already talked about that tonight. He's got this plan to make Maggie Evans into Josette, who we have heard about Josette since the beginning. And Josette has been the one who's protected the family, namely David. And Josette is the one who's ghost inhabits the old house. Yeah. And then we find out that Josette is actually Barnabas's paramour. And Barnabas yeah. has been pining over her for 200 years. And for somehow, she's the spitting image. Maggie's the spitting image of Josette. And that sends Barnabas reeling just a little bit. So that's what we get to talk about next week. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> um, so again, thank you so much for joining us. This was a really exciting topic for us tonight, Mr. Yes, Barnabas Collins. We've been waiting <laughs> the whole beginning to talk about Barnabas. Definitely. Um, so reach out to us. Um, our email is between the shadows 2021 at Gmail or find us on Facebook. Same as always, guys. Uh, but until then, until next week, let's keep it between us and the shadows. Good night. Good night, everyone. I was a Collins. Why didn't you protect me? Where were you when I was turned into something that even my own father loathed? If his ghost is here with yours, tell him I've come home. I've claimed this house as mine, and whatever power you or he may have is ended. I am free now and alive. The chains with which he bound me are broken, and I've returned to live the life I never had. Whatever that may turn out to be.